Hey guys, I'm here with my man Shane Sirani to do a quick bit because he's excited. I, I think he's excited at least from his Twitter, from the tweets that I, I read. Excited about the ban and, and then to get your thoughts on Pioneer. But first the ban. As you predicted, something got banned on Monday. Feel of the Dead. Your early reaction and, and your thoughts moving forward with the format. Um, <clears throat> I wrote an article about kind of like initial reaction to banning or like the, the people wanting cards to be banned. And cause a lot of times people on Twitter are really fighting for just getting jabs and like, you know, calling people whiners and um, saying, you know, people can't play their pet decks and the format's fine and give it some time. And it's only been two weeks. What do you know? And I, you know, so I have to be objective and I try to explain to people one by one that when you want a banning, or when I when I think there should be a banning, control being good is irrelevant for me. Like my control deck was okay against those strategies, but you can tell when you play competitively when a deck is a is um, so restrictive on other archetypes that it's bad for the format. So like when I talked about Faithless Looting being banned, I mean my control decks with rest in peace did fine against those decks. I mean it was <clears throat> when Hogak was at its peak, blue white control won a Grand Prix. So, and it's never won a Grand Prix ever. So, like, to, to think that people want bannings to make their deck better is just, it's just silly and immature and it's kind of just trying to get clout points and frustrating. Um, so, the, my first reaction, of course, is like, all right, everybody, be quiet now. <laughs> There's a reason why can, Wizards are not going to ban an archetype or a card to make control better. They banned it because it was bad for the format. It made aggro decks were embarrassingly weak against it. Um, even the Gruel deck that won the MC, I think somebody posted the total Gruel record against uh, for the day was nine and fifteen, nine wins, fifteen losses. So the the win rate was abysmal. Uh, but it's a sixty-eight person tournament, so it doesn't even matter um, when you're talking about the eventual winner. So like my my reaction, of course, is to to tell people that this banning is going to make standard a lot better. Um, that they listen to us and they want our reactions and they have been for quite some time. So like when you see something wrong with the format, when you say, man, this deck is restrictive and it doesn't allow for aggro mid range or control decks to really thrive. It just makes, you know, there's basically two archetypes. Um, it's a bad format and, the, and it's a new format after rotation. So it's just unacceptable. So I, I came out that Thursday, the week before the open and said it needed to be banned. Of course, got lit up by everybody. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where it's pretty easy to figure out. So uh, to the second criticism, of course, was that that be Oko would be too good for the format and it would be left over if Field gets banned. And um, that is quite possible. And I even tweeted before that saying that Oko probably should not, should be banned too, uh, but there's zero chance it will be. It's a mythic chase rare from the uh, new set and there's zero chance they ban it. Um, I just maybe it's not even ban worthy after contemplating it. I think it's just a misprint. I don't. I think they missed the boat on giving it two plus abilities. It could have should have weakened it a little bit uh, because I'm going to be just fine. I'm going to murder riders and kill it. But every other deck that doesn't play that um, has a real hard time interacting with it. So it's 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 a it's a poorly designed card that we're going to pay for for a while in the format. But it's still doable when there's one deck to beat. When there's one clear deck, and that's the Oko deck. You can develop strategies to take it down. When you have to beat Oko and Field decks, they're two completely polarized decks, and that format can't exist. You can't have those two being the decks because a deck that you gear up to beat one type 
with like horrible cards like Unmourn Ego or super blitzy aggro decks that try their best, but then they lose to a food token and some life gain and the fighting wolf from like a, a, ban, a band deck or a Simic deck. Um, you know, you can't beat both those strategies ever. So it would it would have made this horrible format, and I'm I'm really happy they banned it. So um, obviously, very long reaction. I I mean, I could talk forever about it, but I think that this is a good step. I think the the Pro Tour coming up, the MC is going to be fantastic. I think you're going to have Oko represent 30% of the field, maybe at best. And then there's going to be a lot of people out gunning for it, trying to take it down. Um, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to flourish at this point. So I'm pretty excited about it. Do you already have an idea of what you want to use to attack the format? Yeah, um, I'm going to try a true control deck to start off. I have to give it its <laughs> day in the sun. You know, I got to try it. <laughs> I think that Murderous Riders is the cleanest answer to Oko. So I'm going to play uh, Esper. I'm going to try Blue Black. I'm going to try um, uh, a uh, Fires of Invention deck that has the tools also to beat Oko. So my initial reaction is to build a control deck and try that, and I've already started, and I'm kind of happy where I'm at right now. But um, I'm actually looking at Fires because the Fires of Invention this is just a mag is it's just a powerful card, and um, I was having some success with it in the format with both field and Oko, just because I think I was, you know, playing against, uh, not, not the most sharpened decks, but it was, uh, you know, I played the silly meme Cavalier version, but I think there are better plain walk, plain walker versions. So I think in, in this format, um, I think that, that fires is a real deck. I think that, uh, there's going to be a true control deck that can tango because it's good against both those strategies. Um, now, now there's not like a land that beats you, so you're able to, you know, Dovin's Veto here, Murder's Riders here, um, and able to interact pretty easily. And uh, it's either those or there are some very aggressive, like the Gruul decks are decent against Simic. So I, I think you're going to see, from my angle, I'm definitely going to go to the Fire's Big Mana version deck, or I'm going to go Control to start the format off. What, what other cards do you think, like, has to be, in your opinion, has to be in the Fire's deck? Like for people to start brewing, there's so many. Like there's there's twelve fires decks out there. <laughs> like you have true control versions with like planeswalkers. You have uh, the Fae of Wishes version where you have planeswalkers plus some tools in the sideboard. A lot of them are Grixis flavored. I still think the Cavalier one's good. I mean, it's it attacks you for you know seventeen on turn five, um, <laughs> and of course the turn before you get to play fires plus interact with a. Uh, dream or with a um, you know Teferi or Sweeper or whatever. So like it has the Jeskai version has a lot of tools. You can play Sarkin and uh, Teferi in the Jeskai version. So I mean the the starting places with Fires is to pick a Planeswalker package that you enjoy playing, um, and then go with that. Grixis obviously leans heavily on Nicol Bolas, where Jeskai leans heavily on Sarkin, and they both really pack a punch and hit pretty hard and. Um, I think that the Jeskai version interacts better when you deal with the fires, um, but the Grixis version has a more proactive strategy because you're able to play better early game cards like Thought Erasure where Jeskai is kind of awkward in the two-mana slot. Okay. Sweet, sweet. I think good starting points for, for anybody and an exciting time to brew all these decks then. Lots lots to be discovered. So let's get your, your thoughts on, on Pioneer. How, are, how excited are you? I'm really excited. <clears throat> it's, it reminds me of all extended, um, which I still, still to this day, champion is the best format of all time. Um, it was a format where you could play older strategies and there was some rotation threat. 
and you just need some kind of rotation threat. Um, I know Pioneer doesn't have that yet, um, but I can foresee in the future if they add a bunch of sets and things are kind of hairy at the beginning with uh, Ravnica, then they might push it forward. Um, they they said that they they this is the set this is the format as is now, but they're going to make heavy changes with banning. So the re again, it's like it reminds me of like an old extended where you get to play powerful uh, recently rotated cards um, and then you know go to town. Um, the banning of the Fetchlands is is obviously very smart on their part. Um, Fetchlands are terrible when it comes to these uh, eternal formats. It makes the um, deck building less interesting. Um, and I think that you're going to have a lot of diversity. I just, I mean, I already have, I had to rebuy a lot of cards because I'm an idiot, so I just started going online and buying cards I'm going to play. Um, first card I, I would start with is Dig Through Time. Even without fetches, is going to be a fantastic card. doesn't matter. It's just one of those things that just transcends uh, the power level when you, with, even without fetches. You're able to uh, still build around it with Thought Seizes and early cheap interaction and um, still abuse these cards that were banned in all the formats. So, I, I mean, I've seen like a lot of people are just churning out brew after brew. Um, obviously, things are going to be busted and unfun at the beginning. People were going to play like the Kepis combo. I saw people posting that. The mono red deck's got to be good. Um, a few other things out there that I noticed, but you know me, man. I'm going to start with some some sweet sweet Esper control and have my thought seizes and my early interaction and my counter spells and my supreme verdict and detention spheres. And um, I don't think you know the funny part is I see us uh, first people were saying uh, Sphinx's Revelation. I don't think I could play that with Dick through time in the format. I just don't. You just one's just way better. Since Revelation is unfortunately not the greatest card when taken out of a standard format, so mm. we'll be digging, <laughs> we'll be digging through time. That's good. That's good. So, uh, are, are you excited to uh, how there, it's going to be like a competitive format? There's going to be GPs with this and, and stuff like that. Just lots of excitement all around. It seems. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important they did that. When you when they released the idea for Historic, I mean, people were, it was kind of a snooze fest at the beginning because people want to know what that means in the greater scheme of things. Um, casual players play tabletop magic. Casual players enjoy a little arena here and there. But when you're talking about Historic, that's going to require, at the beginning, those two wild cards back down to one per rare, and there's no real end game to it no real tournament structure besides like a, I even said it's not even going to be every day you're going to lose the vast majority of your players they're not going to you're going to have just casual players that play that format um and streamers you know to, to kick it off but at saying that your wizards is backing pioneer they're going to put it into the magic fest and potentially maybe a players tour in the future that means the format's the real deal, and they're going to put their money behind it, and they're going to put their advertising machine behind it. It's only a matter of time until Star City picks it up too, and Face to Face picks it up too, and puts it on their series, and um, you know, just like they did with Modern, and it's going to be in the same uh, same spirit, and that's good. I, I do fear that it's going to make a lot of the old old crew, the old guard um, that love Legacy, kind of uh, a little upset because. There is a there is a finite amount of tournament space, and I've noticed that when formats try to get introduced, um, and I remember it with Frontier back in the day that there is a finite amount of tournament space, and I don't know how uh, I don't I I am skeptical to see how many Grand Prix are going to be Legacy or Magic Fest or 
events like that. So, um, you know, we'll see. Yeah, their formats have come and gone and been successful, unsuccessful. But I think that this has real potential. Players, a lot of the players have these cards already. Uh, you see excitement that you never saw when even Modern was released. People are just frantically building deck lists because of um, the the potential of playing these cards that you know people miss. I mean, Siege Rhino. I saw BBD joking around Obsidat. Like these are obviously these aren't the greatest cards, but the beauty of a format like this is. You're, there will be a one or two busted decks, but I think I think all decks are viable. I think that you can build, uh, you know, uh, Thoughtseize, Rest in Peace style, Abzan deck, Hate, Cyborg to handle these broken decks and then still play your Fair Magic and be successful. I think there's a lot of uh, creative room here and, um, you know, Stoke. Yeah, you're getting me excited, but uh, of course there is a there is a, like you said, a space were i mean we we tried to we tried to make frontier work at the local level it did not in montreal and i think it fizzled out in even toronto when the watsi support wasn't there there was some it was like popper made a blip in real life but i think it didn't make a huge blip so but i do feel differently about pioneer this is something that excitement on twitter that i haven't seen in a long time and even uh, my co-host Jonathan Zhang said he hasn't seen that in his two years of being in competitive magic, this level of excitement. So, and he's excited. So, okay, we'll, we'll finish this a uh, little quick interview, Shaheen, because you just came back. I assume you just came back from your favorite restaurant. So just give me some, your power, your power rankings, top three, top five, however many you can name off the top of your head uh, of your favorite restaurants and why you have this particular restaurant. Number one, let's, let's, Let's go. Oh, I thought you were going to ask me to name my top sauces in Power Rankings. I can name them all at Buffalo Wild Wings. Okay, so. okay, we could do that. We could do that instead. Top sauces, and we'll do we'll do top restaurant another time. Top sauces, let's oh, go. That's easy. Top sauces. So if you um, if any of your viewers have the the pleasure of attending a, a Buffalo Wild Wings event, there's an easy ranking system, and it's not close. So um, number one sauce at the restaurant is the mango habanero. It's uh, just delicious, spicy, wonderful. Uh, number two, Caribbean jerk fantastic sauce number three hot barbecue and then the bourbon honey mustard i mean i can name them all i actually live literally can name them all i can actually name the whole menu too i don't know if it's a good thing or not but i know that um <laughs> i love it <laughs> I, it's i know that you're a canadian brethren that i you know as you know i'm an honorary canadian i, I basically every everyone i've ever met from canada is now my best friend so um they um everybody there they know that when i go to trips or where we have team testing or any kind of pro tour that's in the area or whatever i will drag them to buffalo wild wings every single time because i have a, i have a problem i lean problem brother how, good. <laughs> how many do you usually get in one sitting uh i i do i'm a 13 <laughs> to 15 kind of guy okay <laughs> i've been watching my figure so i've been uh trying to trying to to cut back on it but uh restaurants man it, yeah it's tough i i do want to say that uh just to offend as many people as possible i don't know how you guys can deal with i'm, I'm not even going to mention the coffee company you guys have everywhere but it is so much worse than starbucks oh my god every time i go anywhere in canada and i have this Tim Hortons. I feel I'm just so upset. <laughs> I feel bad for you guys. Where are the Starbuckses? 
I think oh. there's a lot of Starbucks now. Now there's like there's a lot. I think they've they've matched Tim Hortons and near my area. They might have even surpassed the Tim Hortons at this point. Okay, last question. She like, what does your wife think about your your wing addiction? Is she down down with the it? Does she have the same power rankings for the sauces? I know she likes the Asian zing. She likes the more sweet sauces because um, I, I get like obscenely hot sauces these days. So I'm doing the low carb stuff. Um, so I don't even get the mango habanero. It's the best one, but I get like this super spicy stuff, and she can't. She's not all about it. So, but she's she loves the Asian zing, but she loves wings too. I don't think this marriage would work without a <laughs> joint wing love. There's no chance because I mean, I even when we first started uh, dating, it was just Buffalo Wild Wings and Hooters on on back and forth. We had a Hooters down the street from my old house, so we would go there every week. And yeah, it's uh, you know, we all have our vices, you know. I don't smoke, really don't drink too much, so I'm kind of a – eat a lot of chicken wings. Does Hooters actually have good chicken wings? I've never been to one, and, and they're, no, I don't know if it... no, they really, really don't. Okay. They really don't. They have good boneless wings if you're into that kind of thing. It's just basically, you know, chicken nuggets. But they're, it's real, their boneless wings are really good. Um, I would not recommend any uh, any of you guys set foot in the Hooters for their uh, food quality. It's not too bad. Buffalo Wild Wings, number one. Okay. Mm. I'll remember that. There's, there's one, like, there was a Hooters. I don't know if it closed down or not. There's one downtown. Never been there, but, uh, like, I've always heard that the wings, like, outside of, of course, um, the waitresses, the, the wings were what is most talked about when it comes to Hooters. Um, to be honest, I did go there for food all the time because they have uh, Tuesdays is all you can eat wings back in the day for 10 bucks. So, of course, I would just go. That's, I would just be a revolting creature and have. 20, 25 wings and want to die, but <laughs> ten, ten bucks um, is a pretty damn good deal. Yeah, and then Buffalo Wild Wings every Tuesday is buy one get one free. So Whoa, gotta. When you ask me to come on on Tuesday night, you know I love you, but I have to I have to come on a little bit later, just a little bit. Um, and you're you're not okay. I have that. Not a fried chicken fan. Just while we're on the topic of food, am I a fried chicken fan? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Come on, man. I'm a fat guy. <laughs> of course I'm a fried chicken. <laughs> best, what's the best fried chicken place? Best fried chicken place. Ooh, none of the chains. We have some places around my local area that have some some bomb fried chicken, but not the chains. I don't know. I mean, if I'm, I guess like, I guess a Bojangles would be pretty good, but I would not. KFC is pretty gross. Um, Popeye's. Popeye's. <laughs> Going fried chicken rankings, KFC's dead last, and it's like a Bojangles or a Church's or something would be better than that. But no, I I like to actually that's something I make on my own. That's uh, that's an easy one. Chicken wings though, Buffalo Wild Wings. You know they they deep fry it in beef fat. Whoa, right. <laughs> you're getting beef, you're getting chicken, you're getting it all. <laughs> um, something to take home there. Well, not on one of your podcasts here with uh. With a fitness guy, I'm sure this would have been a good conversation for him. Oh yeah, yeah, you gotta get his opinion on that. Didn't we have that? Yeah, was that two weeks ago? It was like me, you, and Brett we Steele. Did speak. I think we had a wing conversation. It was a little longer ago than that, but it was. Uh, no, we we offended senses, and it, you know, I told him I was going to do better. And um... no, all right, listeners, if if you have like, of course, chicken wing recommendations, if if you like. Shaheen or dislike his favorite place or his sauces, please, please let me know. Let me know on Twitter. I actually actually want to know because next time, I, I hopefully I meet up uh, 
which he in somewhere in the U.S. So I can I go to his favorite restaurant with him. That would be that'd be sweet. I like honestly want to do that. So dude, uh, yeah, we'll take you. Ask Edgar, man. It's good times. It's good times <laughs> to be had by all. Ask Gabriel too to see if I. He hated. He hated beat us. Then we kept our team kept going to team dinners. I drag him there. He's like, God. <laughs> so you never you never converted him then. No, no. He actually stopped hanging out with us toward the last two. Oh. Okay, though. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Gene. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you again next time. Ciao. All right, brother. See you later.